Hello. Welcome to Breakfast at Cinema's podcast series Cinema My Child and Me where Abhinav and Shibangi share film recommendations appropriate for all ages and some ideas on how to use this collective film viewing experience to help initiate conversations with your children or students to help them learn in a fun manner. We would like to state that this podcast is meant to be a guide for parents or teachers to engage with children in a different way. While we are going to be careful about recommending movies appropriate for all ages, we request you to explore these films by yourself first to check for anything which may trigger a difficult or unpleasant emotion in your children because of very specific circumstances. The films we talk about here are our personal selections for each episode's theme. Cinema My Child and Me was created on Hubhopper Studio. If you wish to start your own podcast for free, visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. Hubhopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. Start your podcast with Hubhopper Studio and get your voice heard across platforms like Spotify, Gaana, Google Podcast, Wink Music and more. Click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. Visit hubhopperstudio.com. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Cinema My Child and Me. Our pick for today's episode is the best animation feature and best original score winner at the Oscars this season, the Disney Pixar fantasy comedy drama Soul. Soul is a coming of age story for its middle-aged protagonist Joe Gardner, an aspiring jazz pianist whose dream is to make it big in live performances and concerts, while he makes somewhat of a living as a music teacher in a school. On the day of his big break, his soul is separated from his body as Joe, voiced by Jamie Foxx, meets otherworldly beings and makes his journey back to his body and towards accomplishing his goal. There are realizations that change his outlook on life and all the definitions which have shaped his life. It is strange to be calling this a coming of age film when the protagonist is a fully grown functional adult, but his psychological journey is nothing short of that. His most life-altering interactions are with a pre-born soul, 22, played by Tina Fey, who also comes of age through its adventures with Joe. Like all Pixar films, Soul has a lot of heart and soul within. While animation may be their chosen medium and their films extremely children friendly, there is no way their films are meant only for children. These films hold a great deal of nostalgia value, a great lot of jokes which appeal to grown-ups at their level, and massive learning for anyone who's looking to learn. Soul is about the everyday things we have forgotten to appreciate. while we are running after the dream one that may have been defined by the society by our family or even by ourselves but when that takes over our life we begin to ignore all that makes life livable worthwhile fills our days with that something and lets us dream soul is directed by peach doctor produced by dana murray written by peach doctor mike jones and kemp powers the voice cast Apart from Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey includes Angela Bassett, Graham Norton, Rachel House, Alice Braga, Richard Ayoade, Felicia Rashad, Donnell Rawlings and Questlove among others. Its beautiful ambient background score has been composed by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross of the band Nine Inch Nails, apart from the original jazz compositions by John Batiste. This is the most recent film we are discussing in our podcast here but we are sure it will stand the test of time and create a legacy because of its subject voice acting performances phenomenal animation sequences and its dreamy music This 100 minute long film is available to stream on Disney Plus Hotstar Abhinav, as usual, I'll come to you first and ask you about your first impressions of the film. It is hard, very hard at first to grasp at the real topic at hand. But probably as the name of the film suggests, 
the film is about soulful living what it means to have that juice of life so to say as we watch closely the film acquires the dimensions where the protagonist just doesn't become the hero of his own story but has to become something more to allow for someone else to write their own story the story follows along the oft repeated tale of following your dreams and the only thing that matters is the joy of that dream but unlike other pixar films this one also adds the dimensions that really makes the characters and the film sing sing with soul with the responsibility of sorting one's own life the film becomes a tale of parenting contentment and most importantly a doctrine for living one of the biggest thing the film tackles is the idea of teenagers and the relationship they have with the various mentors they encounter in their life with joe we get a sense of how else to be and with 22 we understand the journey of how to be phenomenally scored and brilliantly voice acted soul is an experiment in filmmaking post covid and maybe the pandemic has inspired the idea of living above all else superbly animated the film is a somber tale of many philosophies maybe at its core as it is dealing with multiple interpretations of life it also presents the multiple interpretations of the beyond and since philosophy at its core remains a topic which deals with what is and what will be the film becomes a fable that helps mature the central characters and also extends that to the audience that indulges in it as you rightly said it is a coming of age not just for 22 but also for joe well i asked for first impressions and quick impressions and i think our listeners can imagine that if there's so much to say just in terms of first impressions how deep and how vast this film is in terms of how many subjects it's dealing with and how deeply it is dealing with them i just have two quick observations to make I really like the fact that it is a beautiful vibrant multicultural New York City that has been shown here with all its dirt with all its noise with all its grime all the pollution all the honking all the crowds there are mice too I like all this about the film it is not a rose tinted wide suburban neighborhood like in their previous films and that is such a fresh departure from most american animation films it was a pleasure to watch i know a lot was already made of how the central protagonist is for the first time a black man which was a first for pixar but i think what the film has done is it has chosen jazz as its theme it has chosen a black man because you know entire black history is very closely associated with the history and the origins of jazz and it has chosen a city that revels in its multiculturalism a city like new york which always i have been told is a lot like bombay in india secondly i think the film left me feeling good not surprising considering this is a pixar film and all of their films have left me feeling very good but i guess this time considering the protagonist is closer to me in my age rather than the toys or the girl in inside out or the monsters or you know nemo i think i could find a lot of resonance in the way i look at my life my dreams my aspirations you know there have been times when i have wondered if getting off the bandwagon to do my kind of thing at my kind of pace was a good idea and if it will get me anywhere in life i dare say the film vindicates my choices and i'm mighty glad for it yeah that's what we do right we watch films and we feel good about ourselves through them yeah we always select films that vindicate our choices and not the other way around so yeah i think we are being smart about it or we are being very you know myopic, myopic. about it whatever you might like to say coming to the themes abhinav what are the definitive themes of this film for you i think as you said one of the greatest things that i saw was this afterlife which was this multi-hued world where we moved away from a very strict understanding of what life after death is all about or what life is all about in that sense it doesn't stick to one particular interpretation one particular philosophy one particular religion so to say and i think that becomes a very interesting idea for me personally it has always fascinated me how multiple philosophies congregate at one place and probably debate how they have dealt with life all along and this film presents all of that in a very interesting way it also presents this idea that soul is not just an entity restricted to human beings it extends to other creatures as well that suddenly as you talked about inclusivity that becomes a very inclusive idea for me 
I have never understood how is it that other living creatures do not have soul in so many other philosophies, and somehow this film extends that uh, and warmly hugs that. Probably because Corona forced people to look at what living with a cat or living with a dog meant for them. Exactly. This afterlife that gets depicted, where we are talking about not just the afterlife but also the pre-life, for lack of uh, and life in between becomes a stop. And when you look at that entire spectrum, you're like, okay. life should be lived well pre life is interesting post life is also interesting that completes the circle from my point of view in many ways because i think even if we live our life for 100 years are not enough to do everything that we want to do there is so much more to experience forget about achieving because i'm not even going in the direction of achieving something for oneself for one's family for the small little world that we create around us as we grow up in life but just to experience this entire world this entire universe that that we become a very tiny speck at the end of the day for that experience to grow really for that experience to become bigger and bigger as we grow in life spectrum in both post and pre life that just somehow completes the circle for me because it says that okay this one life is not enough there is more to do when i finish at 100 or 150 and, and that's just being extremely optimistic right uh, <laughs> when i finish finish at 50 or 60 or whatever it is that i finish at i will probably finish thinking that yeah i'll come back and do that one as well so this theme that you have addressed just now i think there is a lot of similarity or there is a direct connection to my theme which is you know i love the fact that jazz musician is this character's occupation he's a jazz musician life is like jazz you've got to improvise you can have a plan you know that i'm going to be doing this and i'm going to be doing that and i'm going to achieve this and i'm going to achieve that but at the end of the day with so many things in flux with so many factors around you that are not within your control you've constantly got to keep improvising Absolutely. and your goal posts have to keep shifting with time with opportunity like you know you're talking about the pandemic and during the pandemic so many people have seen their plans just fall to bits and them you know feeling upset about it but at the same time and you know those losses have been devastating i do not for one moment say it is easy to shrug them off but there have also been so many people who've been able to lift themselves up pick up the pieces put them together in another form and just carry on with life there are so many people who have been able to make something happen during the pandemic for themselves and i think there's something to learn from that resilience from that ability to put the pieces back together into something that makes sense for this new kind of paradigm that has emerged like i said you've got to improvise disappointments are a part of life you may not get exactly what you planned for but that doesn't mean your life is any less or it's meaningless it just isn't that it's just that you've got to find that spark that spark that 22 keeps talking about that all the life coaches and uh, youth seminar people you know the facilitators and the mentors at the youth seminar keep talking about you've got to find that spark you need to want to keep living and this need to want to keep living is what makes you find ways out i don't mean this to sound like a motivational speech but it's just something i learned from the film and it has helped me look at the opportunities in front of me and move on from the disappointments that have occurred so far in my life in fact in many of our uh, programs we talk about this idea that the only thing in control of us as an individual is the idea that we can change ourselves yeah we do not have uh, direct control over anyone else's action and because of the fact that we can control our action picking up the pieces of our life becomes a very important factor from the point of view of finding contentment with what has just happened forget about the pandemic growing up we missed out on a girlfriend <laughs> uh, we missed out on a boyfriend we did not get married to the right person at that time we found the wrong kind of courses that we landed up in we failed at particular exams we got we realized our friendships were not the right kind of friendships there were relationships that took advantage of a certain aspect of our personality or quality or whatever right. and there are all these disappointments absolutely the film without actually talking about it probably without using the word directly tackles depression in a big way saying that the only thing that you can do is to stop thinking about that that really destroyed you and move on from there which is why this uh, this film becomes a very interesting two character story you know where 
it's almost like a, a buddy cop film you know yeah. <laughs> where these two characters talking about the improvisation that jazz is one of the characters introduces this idea to us by saying that she loves jazzing and the jazz musician actually turns around and says there's no such word as jazzing but maybe there ought to be you know because that's what life is all about we jazz through our life we fail at some things and we look up and say okay we stare hard in the mirror and say now what that now what that next thing that idea that what is done is done i'm content with it i have to be content with it and then moving on to finding something else is probably at the core of what this film is all about this particular idea is repeated through so many characters as well in the film just because you have a purpose and this idea has also been peddled to us for a long time through so many other films that you ought to have a purpose for yourself you ought to have a purpose for yourself what for maybe that is a question the film is asking no i think the problem is not having a purpose for yourself or defining a purpose for yourself but the problem is defining it for yourself by say the age of 20 or 25 if you do not know what you're doing by the time you're 18 you do not know what majors you're picking out you do not know what career you're going to have you do not know the girl you're going to marry i think all those defining all those milestones in life that may or may not be important to a particular person and forcing them to do it by a certain age that is the problem because i think everybody finds a purpose ultimately i think joe finds his purpose ultimately and he realizes he's been fulfilling that purpose even though he doesn't know he's fulfilling it so we can actually take our example here this is not to toot our own horn while we are talking about cinema in a podcast and hey we have all the resources available to us to keep talking about this we didn't know that we are going to be doing this with cinema but we are now doing this with cinema you know interpreting it and analyzing it maybe we wanted to do something else with cinema and i think that is what the film is also focusing on when you say that you know i will be done i will have that phenomenal achievement when i perform with pink floyd as a rock musician or you know that i go to so and so olympiad after an examination or i go and represent my school in the un council in the un or whatever these become far too big definitions or goals and maybe the film is saying hey pause you know if you ended up representing your school in the school it's okay you did something related to that which you loved and to continue to do that is more important rather than saying till the time i have not achieved that in my field i will not be done it is okay to keep following that but the film repeatedly brings us to that point where you know we talk about these lost and obsessed souls and they refer to hedge fund managers where they must have started <laughs> off by saying that you know uh, hedge- i want to deal in stocks yeah, that's my dream i love the stock market Absolutely. i love the nasdaq and uh, what happens ultimately you get so caught up in crunching the numbers that you forget everything else about your life absolutely and i think the film is trying to bring us to that point that you know just because you like something just because you have a passion just because you're in love with something doesn't mean that the other things that are around you become irrelevant and just because i mentioned numbers right now i'd like to say you know if you become too goal oriented and too narrowly focused on achieving just your goal and you forget everything else you have blinkered towards everything else that's happening around you and enjoying life in that sense i think your life becomes all about numbers you should have a house by your this age you should be married by your this age you should have children by the time you're this age you should have a career of this kind you should be at a ceo level at this age i think your life begins to get defined by numbers you should be earning this much salary by this time when your life begins to be defined by numbers the quality is what you lose out on sometimes it might be somebody's dream we are not pushing it down your throat that you know it is not right to have a dream of that kind but i don't think it's okay to push everybody to have that kind of dream and if that dream doesn't come along what do you do then is the bigger question here yeah. uh, at times i think these dreams or these ideas that you're talking about are forced upon us because someone else failed at it quite right or someone else succeeded at it but was not sure as to what that success really means it's a, it, i think the word that i'm really looking for is contentment to say that yes i will strive for the best but what i have is good that is very important to pet it and to say that what i did was good i did not fail and if i fail that is part of life coming to my second important theme that i have identified I think through 22 somewhere the idea is getting explored that you know you cannot live life through others experiences they're helpful but you need to experience certain things to 
know what it is about. 22 keeps hearing from others that life is like this, life is like that. 22 is an old soul and to understand how old this soul is, you have to listen to the name of the soul being called out in the youth seminar just before 22's name is called out. It is in some billions. Then you get to know that there have been so many billion souls before 22 and 22 should have been probably one of the first souls that was supposed to come out. So many people have attempted to mentor 22. Mother Teresa, Carl Jung, Gandhi, yeah, right? <laughs> so many mentors. And at the end of it, what happens is 22 is probably very intimidated by the idea of living life and also keeps hearing sad things about life. I mean, you know, when she goes into Joe's memories of his life, all 22 sees and says in response to that is, man, you seem to have had such a sad life. Why would you want me to live a life? which is so similar to like uh, seeing something on social media watching somebody's skydiving video and saying hey that's so exciting so interesting and then going there and finding it is not something that is meant for you or on the other hand seeing somebody's life and commenting on it and saying hey that's so sad you know i feel so bad for you whereas you don't know what kind of excitement that person is going through which reminds me of this film called kakamuttai which was also remade in marathi as uh, half ticket Kakamutta is this Tamil film where there are these two slum children outside whose slum on the main road a pizza parlor opens and all their efforts are directed at gathering enough money to go eat a slice of pizza because the ads just make them look so delectable and when they finally have that slice of pizza it just feels too salty too gooey to them i mean it is just not something they used to and this also reminds me of another episode with a friend of ours who had once got some children over to her place for a party and those children had only seen pictures of jelly they never had jelly and when they finally had jelly at her place they were like okay this is not something we like so yeah looking at things and making your your mind about them is one thing but saying that oh this is going to be awesome because it looks awesome and never just being ready to experience it that is the problem and that is where one should take a step back and say okay i'm not going to make up my mind fully about it till the time i experience it completely it becomes very important you can't know what climbing a tree means till you've climbed a tree no matter how much you read about it even if einstein or neil degrasse tyson talk about it as to what climbing a tree really means in all kinds of scientific as well as experiential terms it has no sense whatsoever till you yourself have climbed up a tree and yeah i know it's a dangerous proposition for some people climbing up a tree and then falling down and breaking their leg but i mean you got to take chances yeah it's also just like reading about somebody's life and making up your mind about how they felt and how they did absolutely when the author themselves say they did not feel that way or did not behave that way or did not experience the same things as they did yeah. at the end of the day some things you need to live some things you need to experience to be able to fully understand it which happens with 22 when she finally gets to live a little bit of life even though it's something as sad as joe's life as it calls it 22 finally feels like it wants to live i would like to point out this reference to 22 so i think the name 22 is very interesting it could have been 21 it could have been 25 it could have been 30 but you know when we look at the number 22 it reminds us of the very famous phrase catch 22 So it's 22's life or pre-life is just like catch 22. It doesn't want to live a life because it knows life is bad but it hasn't lived a life so it doesn't know how what it is like. It's a loop that 22 is living in where it is just not able to move forward because it is caught in that loop. And I think it's very interesting that the other central character the other side of this axis is a guy called Joe. the average joe maybe and it is saying that you know it's okay to be the average joe it's okay to be teaching jazz in a school because through you so many other musicians are going to get created and in fact we get to see that when curly calls his teacher and tells him i have got an opening for you in the band and that should have been in my opinion uh, being a teacher ourselves when a student calls us and tells us that you know i did this because of so and so last year we were stumped by one of our students calling us up and saying i want to use cinema in one of my interventions in one of my programs that i'm doing for educating children in chennai and i said hey that is the greatest compliment i could ever have received but on the other hand while joe is so excited for his uh, student curly he also feels a tinge of disappointment that you know he's still a teacher in the high school yeah well but i also don't know many people who would not have taken this 
as an affront to their Absolutely. ego they would have said oh my student is offering me a gig huh? i shouldn't take it up otherwise it's going to make me look small in front of my student i think it's to joe's credit that he does not have this kind of an ego stops him from experiencing life a little bit more i also think it's interesting that he's called joe because the author of catch 22 the book was joseph heller whose name shortens to joe <laughs> so maybe joe is meant to author the life of 22 or vice versa so it's very interesting it's very intricate and as we said it's the axis on which the two characters are operating just like in toy story you have buzz lightyear and woody creating the axis where the transformation of both the characters happens and i think that has become a trope for pixar we know what she's doing pixar great abhinav what are the technical aspects that caught your eye i think the credits i think just the opening credits of the film when once we have seen joe fall and then fall again we find the credits of the film appearing and it's an homage it's an amalgamation of so many past animation films there is so much happening we have references to stanley kubrick we have references to films like la linea which which, which yeah which i was going to talk about this entire italian animated series of really short films two and a half to five minute long films made by or created by Italian cartoonist Osvaldo Cavendoli. And there are about 90 episodes in there, which sort of just make me look at Terry uh, in a yeah. whole new light. Yeah, the way Terry moves, the way Terry passes through dimensions. I thought it was all very inspired from La Linea. Yeah, La Linea, as you said, Stanley Kubrick. This, I mean, when we go in afterlife, when we go in outer space, when we go in psychological paranormal realms of mind, how can you not bring up Stanley Kubrick? Even a light-hearted film like this or pretending to be light-hearted film, animated film meant for children refers to 2001 Space Odyssey. It refers to so many other things in its opening sequence. I think I just fell in love with the film right there and then because, well, we are cinematic people and we are people related to cinema. The more it reminds us of other films, reminds us, not necessarily copied from those films, the more it becomes interesting for us. Imagine 2001 Space Odyssey's scene in black and white in waves there is this reference to quantum physics that suddenly you know when we see these characters called jerrys that appear that reference to quantum physics is so interesting i never understood physics when i was studying it in school but i understood some of it while i was watching this film so yeah that's one of the technical elements that i want to talk about what about you i think one of the interesting things about this film is the way the animation has happened and the rendering of the film has happened during the covid lockdown where the animators were supposed to be working from home i know working from home is uh, becoming an easier task by the day but this was during the initial phases of the lockdown uh, way back in 2020 when the pandemic had just about started i think it is phenomenal the way pixar has set a benchmark in how even complex things like animation which requires so many people to work together on just one particular aspect of the film you know like just creating a terry or a jerry or a 22 or even a joe i think joe would have been more complicated in that sense but just creating those 2d characters like jerry and terry we know it takes a lot of people to be working on that one character alone and i think it is lovely the way the animators have still managed to get together i mean nobody could know that this is a film that has been made by people sitting away from each other it would just look like things were happening in the usual way that we have known all our lives right. that is something that needs to be commended add to that this brilliant voice acting particular moment when 22 mentions when joe asks her and which is also interesting that joe asks her because 22 is choosing to be a her at this point i was just going to say you're referring to 22 as her and i'm trying to constantly refer to 22 as it because yeah <laughs> no but that's the way film is trying to define it and joe says that why do you sound like this it says i sound like this because it's the most annoying thing to sound like a middle-aged american white woman add to that in brackets is a know it all which which pretty much <laughs> defines what 22 is all about 22 thinks it knows everything but it doesn't that's the There's that's a whole, whole lot of fear that's being channeled to sound like confidence absolutely 
so the voice acting certainly and the punctuation of jazz music in the film my god we remember a few years ago a film called la la land was released which was celebrating jazz but here is a film in such humble ways it is celebrating jazz as not just music for the soul but also as a cultural artifact for the history of america and i said i think it's fantastic the way the film has used atticus ross and trent reznor and the music by john batiste so interestingly abhinav i think you would remember when we were watching this film one of the many times that we watched it at one point i said why does the background score in the afterlife sound like it's running a computer program mm-hmm. and that is the whole point of it i think i think this movie also blends this whole idea of science and programming and afterlife and the paranormal and the supernormal and whatever else so there is we the... know or we don't know about life into just everything is just one so there is the reference of matrix that you're bringing in exactly right? <laughs> i think there's just so much to look at in this film So Shivangi let's jump now into our favorite scenes how did it go the essence of this uh, movie about life about wanting to live about finding that spark it all happens in that one scene and i'm sorry if i'm taking it away from your list of favorite scenes that is when joe and 22 are waiting for moonwind outside half note the jazz club when 22 realizes it wants to live it's not an epiphany for 22 or rather it is but it is so subdued that it does not we don't realize it just, what it doesn't it. jump out in your face yeah, yeah yeah it it is not accompanied by great uh, uplifting music or anything of that sort it's just so ordinary and that is the whole point of the film the ordinariness of life is what makes it so special there is a child laughing on the other side of the road there is a woman laughing at her friend and making jokes you know at the corner of the street there is a breeze blowing and leaves that have fallen on the ground they're just flying about and there is an acorn seed that falls from the tree next to the half note club and all of it together the colors the city everything about it and by then 22 has had pizza and i dare say anybody who has had pizza apart from those kids in kakamutta and half ticket i think anybody <laughs> who has had pizza and has fallen in love with it can't say that the sense of taste and the smell and the textures of it and all of it they make you fall in love with life i mean how can you not love it 22 at this point has realized it wants to live because it is in joe's body because it does not have that sticker on itself that it had in the earth pass we don't get to see it happen but the spark appears on its earth pass just then making it eligible for life on earth so to say i think that is the essence of the whole movie that's there so i had actually skipped this one but because you're talking about the scene i cannot help but bring it in there are so many films nowadays that use the soft focus cinematography to tell oh, yes. us what i don't know what the soft focus is for but this scene that you're talking about the soft focus is used to brilliant effect we get to see paradise on earth in that moment in front of the half note and, and paradise I, on earth in new york city that's as um... contradictory as it can <laughs> yeah. be yeah and to go back to the scene that you're talking about there are two scenes before this that i really think pushes uh, both joe and 22 to understand what jazzing is all about the very scene where 22 says hey i love jazzing <laughs> she plays with her body as she's discovering it just like a child would she is trying to do funny faces she's trying to do funny vaudeville acting behind a storefront lying down on top of the grill where hot air is pushing yeah which marilyn monroe had used to completely different effect yeah and it's <laughs> i think it's just as sensuous probably because with marilyn it just evokes one part of your mind here it evokes your entire mind it brings it up saying that you know this is what life is about to feel the breeze in your hair to feel it even if the breeze is coming from the gutters below by the way but it <laughs> is interesting and i think that scene just and to see your clothes balloon up with that kind of yeah. air that's coming up there's a special joy in appreciating Absolutely. all of this there is also this statement being made if you really have to enjoy life be childlike because the moments that you're living are the moments that exist in that moment they are not going to repeat themselves even though that experience might you will go to the same mountain over and over again but it's not going to be the same mountain as somebody said once you don't step into the same river twice 
so the scene of jazzing and add to that the idea of contentment that i was talking about i'm going to be cheating in this entire conversation shibangi so i apologize for that the first scene that i'm talking about i'm adding a second scene to it and saying that that's the first scene of my choice the scene in the barber shop yeah the conversation that they have with the barber who talks about how he wanted to be a veterinarian but he's now content because he also found another calling for himself he found that he doesn't give people a good haircut their life is ruined at least for the foreseeable future yeah it's like social work <laughs> yeah so and and he really takes pride in that that is very important that he takes yeah. pride in that act which for many of us who through the lockdown have discovered i think that is also very interesting that through the lockdown we have discovered the meaning of what these so called smaller professions really mean for us yeah, you know yeah, when we totally. have we have been forced to give haircuts to each other and what all hairstyles have come about <laughs> just because we don't know what that skill really means that is a skill man that is a skill that one acquires either through experience or through education and you cannot deny the importance of a skill acquired i would also like to draw attention to the scene where joe has just played the biggest gig of his life and he has just come out of the club he's standing there waiting for a taxi dorothea asks what happened teach you don't look very pleased mm-hmm. joe says yeah i am pleased i thought this would be the biggest day of my life but what do i do next and why don't i feel the buzz that i was expecting the electricity charge through me like that the nature of having achieved something no yeah and dorothea then just laughs a little and then she tells him the story of a fish who was swimming around looking for the ocean and when it came across another fish it asked hey where's the ocean and the other fish said the ocean that's why you're swimming you're swimming in the ocean and the fish says well this is just water and she just gets into a cab and she goes away joe is then left wondering what that means and then he goes home and this whole thing happens where joe realizes what has happened what he has done to 22 at that point and the rest of the story follows but this moment is very important for joe to understand that he loves jazz his aim is to become a big name in jazz his aim is to become somebody whom people think of when they think of jazz today was one of those steps in that direction but he forgets that he has been living his life playing jazz teaching jazz living with jazz living in jazz nobody is jazzier than him actually yeah he's actually jazzing it every day he's he's playing music he's teaching so many different people music i think ramakanta shrekar is remembered today because he mentored a sachin tendulkar who is called the god of cricket but the same thing could happen to a joe where he could be mentoring so many different names i mean look at a curly a curly knows what joe's worth is which is why the moment a pianist's place opens up in the quartet he calls joe that's the first person he calls and he says hey you were the only person because of whom i went to school he helped so many children get educated and i will come to the next scene from here where one of his more talented students connie she's been shown to have that talent that spark this is the different spark that we're talking about here right in the beginning as soon as the movie opens and connie comes saying she doesn't want to play jazz anymore and she's going to return her trumpet back to school because she doesn't want to play jazz anymore it's useless it's worthless whatever else joe who at this point is 22 because it's 22 soul inside joe doesn't even do much but connie just by virtue of talking to somebody just by looking at her teacher's face she realizes she doesn't want to give up jazz music and she gets up and she starts to play again and then she walks away feeling very happy that she has realized something for herself i think this scene is also beautiful because there's not much to do for joe except just be there appear as joe and sit in front of a student who takes a lot of comfort in her teacher's presence who takes a lot of comfort from the fact that the teacher believes in her that's the role of a teacher i think joe performs that brilliantly and there is a little lapse of judgment and there is a little bit of insensitivity that creeps in during the film that selfishness gets addressed later on where joe again proves to everybody who's watching his story that he is in fact a brilliant teacher a brilliant mentor and a brilliant guide uh, i was saving this one as an honorable mention but because you've brought it up i'm going to talk about this extremely funny sequence where 22 has gone through mentors over millennia <laughs> right we get references of mother teresa who says you're the one soul i hate all get frustrated we know that these are failed mentors and i think the point that is being made it emphasizes this idea that a teacher is a very different creature compared to a mentor probably 
a teacher does so many things unknowingly it's the subtle things that a good mentor does that becomes the important things in a student's life and most of the times the teacher is not even aware as you rightly said he just sits there and listens the body of cho sits there and listens to connie we have had so many such teachers in our lives right who have just sat and listened to us those are the people that really make an impact that really change the course of your life yeah it's just a temperament that is needed to yeah. be a great teacher and that temperament and, and is not easy to find. yeah absolutely it's not easy even a mother teresa fails here right so <laughs> so to come up with that kind of resilience towards somebody who's giving up is mind blowing and therefore it becomes a very interesting mention for me but i will talk about my next scene which i think is the scariest scene in the film this entire sequence where Joe has been a bad teacher. He's become slightly selfish and he has forgotten that all this while he was supposed to be mentoring 22 and the impact it leaves on 22 is scary. The first time I watched this film at that point I had closed my eyes. I couldn't bear to see 22 in this state where 22 is enveloped in what is a physical representation of her depression and she just can't get out of it. She is screaming at everybody. She is creating hell so to say there are these awful memories that are coming back of how 22 Absolutely. is not good how it will never adjust to life so, on earth so we will not get into too much detail about this scene because it's the piece de resistance as far as the film is concerned but in this one sequence you get to see what the most innocuous statement or remark from somebody that you look up to somebody that you have been trying to learn things from can do to you as a soul as a creature So yeah we'll leave that one there. I would just like to bring in this point here. We were watching Tari Zameepar recently and in a conversation between the parent of a dyslexic child and the teacher of the child where the parent does not feel like there is anything wrong with the child and there are just excuses being created for his laziness and his lack of initiative. I think the teacher tells him about the story of this tribe in the Solomon Islands where if they need to clear the land to expand their farming what they do is they just get around a tree in a group and they curse and abuse the tree and the tree automatically withers and dies this is what i was reminded of when i was watching that particular scene that you've just spoken about it is a powerful scene and it leaves a deep impression on your mind and i think anybody who watches it will understand the value of kind words at the end of it absolutely and you again brought in this idea that everything has a soul and yeah. souls are extremely sensitive and what that sensitivity really means i think you're going to talk about one of your honorable mentions where at the beginning of this sequence what happens i think we are introduced to one of the most uh, interesting characters that we have seen in animation so far i would like to talk about graham norton as moonwind i think this is one of his first voice acting roles if i'm not mistaken this is uh, one of those yogi type characters that keeps roaming around in the soul land where we're introduced to him as somebody who shows or he gives direction to those souls that have lost themselves those souls that are there in the zone but don't know what to do with themselves which is how we come to the story of the hedge fund manager hmm. well here when we get introduced to this character's earthly avatar you know he is just somebody who lives on earth but he, when he gets into a zone he is living in the soul land that's where he resides mentally and when we get introduced to his early avatar where he seems to be doing something absolutely useless like spinning a sign board outside a pizza place or whatever that place is it is something banal but it puts him in that mental zone which allows him to accomplish so many great things on a plane that we are not exposed to and therefore we don't know I was reminded of the story of Albert Einstein being a clerk and then suddenly discovering one day the theory of relativity. <laughs> yeah, I mean Moonwind's soul is on the right path and he has no qualms about what the rest of planet Earth thinks of him. He's happy in his earthly existence because it allows him to do great things. There is no show that oh my god, I'm just spinning a sign board and my life is so meaningless. No, he finds great joy in that. It doesn't matter that the shop owner keeps yelling at him. keeps abusing him keeps chasing all his friends away but it doesn't matter to moonwind because moonwind knows what he is doing is extremely important to him in that entire spectrum that we spoke about at the beginning the pre life life and post life he's figured it all out so yeah. just achieving something in life doesn't really become the most important thing uh, for him graham norton is one of my favorite people in the entertainment industry because he's so witty he's so sharp and mm. i think his chat show is brilliant 
he translates that entire persona to moonwind and in such a beautiful way that it's a pleasure to watch i would really want to see more of him in voice acting roles he is childlike in his performances in his chat show and he's exactly like that as moonwind and what breeze he creates as a character <laughs> so yeah shibangi similar films what do you think i think you already mentioned one without even having written it in your list i think uh, tar is a mean bird right that's right i would uh, come to another one which is an entire series but with respect to the fourth iteration which is toy story 4 where the purpose of woody's life has been defined for him by his makers by the world at large that he's a toy and his purpose is to be with a child play with a child be a child's plaything his most faithful companion but i think here in toy story 4 it is a big thing that Woody decides to ignore this purpose and take off on an adventure of his own which is i think the whole purpose of the movie soul is where it is being told whatever purpose you may have defined for yourself or the world may have defined for you you should look outside of it and look at opportunities and look at ways to fulfill your own needs and desires and look at what you're doing with your life the second film i'd like to point out is whale rider it's a film from new zealand where it's a girl from a maori tribe whose um, purpose in life is defined to be something else as the world tells her but she knows within her that her calling is to be something else and the whole movie is about the gender politics of it all but in a way where it appeals to everybody where it appeals to younger audiences and this is pre moana days yeah yeah this is pre moana days moana seems to be greatly inspired by this film Uh, but whale rider stands as one of those films that are recommended by most people who make lists for films that children should watch the third film i want to talk about is lady bird where there is this whole image that this character who christians herself lady bird thinks of herself that she should be living that's what is going to make her cool that's what is going to make her great in front of her peers but she realizes that a front is what brings her downfall is what brings her to a position where she does not want to engage with the rest of the world and through constant conversations with her mother and through interactions with her father she realizes that putting up a front is very different from being who you are and she chooses to be more comfortable with who she is and that's where the movie takes you it's a great film by greta gerwig it is for slightly older girls maybe somebody above the age of 15 16 but it is an important film nevertheless for slightly older teenagers another film that i would like to recommend is a film called book smart which tells you that life is a little more than just managing your studies i think it is one of the best coming of age teen comedies high school comedies that i have seen in all my life parents will have to take a call whether the film is something that they can show to their children or not but i am pretty sure that if your child is above 15 they have already seen it another film that i want to talk about with respect to this idea of depression in fact rather two films that I want to talk about are a film called Ghost World one of the early films which starred Thora Birch and Scarlett Johansson phenomenal film that deals with this idea of experiencing things versus just sitting and passing judgment on them and Mahak Mirza is this film about a 13 year old maybe a 12 year old dealing with this idea of failure and then the depression that comes from it very simple film but phenomenal to watch as far as that particular age is concerned one more just to throw it into the mix a film called kings of summer definitely children can't watch it but parents should watch it to understand i think we have referred to this film in earlier recommendation as well but parents should watch it to understand what it really means to come of age so to say questions or discussions that you can have with children one of the first things that you can do is treat this film as an introduction to jazz music what makes it so special and its relationship with black history in america why it is called america's classical music it's a very interesting introduction to this genre you can begin a conversation about philosophy and religions with your children give them something else to think about apart from the religion that they have been born in apart from the religion that they are growing up in or even the lack of it or absence of it from their life just to probably enrich their world a little more bring in a little more philosophy in their life yeah it need not be heavy but it can be just simple discussions like why do you think people are so attached to life why do you think people have dreams why do you think people should have a purpose or these kind of discussions you know which gets them thinking and which helps them find 
these meanings for themselves second question uh, probably parents can discuss with their children is we've often heard this don't judge a book by its cover with this film you can talk about don't judge an experience by the video that you have just seen <laughs> or by the review that you have just read or by the judgment that you have just heard someone pass on it do it yourself in fact when you were talking about pizza shibangi i thought i'll mention it but i think it ties in very nicely here don't just experience things once try it twice to really know whether it makes sense to you or not because the first time you're experiencing it probably you're still in your comfort zone sitting in there where you're judging it we are not saying experience everything in the world you don't have to experience murder to experience it you know what will happen after that you know simple things trying bitter gourd vegetable is an interesting idea to begin with you know <laughs> experience the world the second thing i'd like to suggest is an exercise which you run with your child for a month maybe and see if it becomes a habit going forward every night while sleeping while you're on bed and you're going to sleep think of three things that brought a smile to your face that day and you will realize that even on dark days there could be a kind word from someone or a happy memory from a long time ago which made you smile and which helped you push through a difficult situation these things should not be taken lightly and gratitude is something that helps you going even when the going gets rough so yeah this is something that was introduced to me by my father and i try and do it every time things are not going too well it helps you as a parent with your child help each other get over the various disappointments in life i'm sure your child has helped you get over so many disappointments in your life when you come back home from office and you know it has been a tiring day where your boss has yelled at you and your child just came and sat in your lap and you're like everything melted away that phenomenon where you can deal with the disappointment of your life help your child equip themselves with that superpower because i think with that superpower they can really arrive at contentment and finally maybe a question to ponder over are we born a certain way or do we become who we are as a result of how we are brought up it's a tough question but it's one that keeps us on our toes in terms of constantly checking whether we are reacting or responding to a situation and how we are doing it or it helps us reflect on our own behavior and keeps us going straight so with this we bring you to the end of this episode and we hope you've had a good time listening to it here we say bye bye and hope to come back with a new episode again happy jazzing happy viewing cinema my child and me is brought to you by breakfast at cinema working in the areas of education of cinema and education through cinema since 2014 with children and adults of all ages music brought to you by young and enthusiastic supporters of our podcast their love and talent has made this journey all the more interesting introduction music by 10 year old arkansh pande on the clarinet episode introduction by idhya shalab age 10 on the piano and idhan shalab age 6 on the violin closing music by 7 year old drishan pande on the piano We would also like to thank cinema lovers and makers across the world. It is their passion which drives us.